0: be back with you guys for another episode of coffee pods and to be back with you wes
1: yep great to be
0: here i've got my coffee wonderful what are you drinking
1: Yep, here it is nice
0: coffee there. <laughs> nice fresh coffee um wonderful so uh, we're continuing continuing with our series today coming to jesus and uh, we're looking at the interaction that Jesus had with Nicodemus and you can head over to Acorn Christian Live to hear a short reflection from Wes um, on this story Um, but we're just going to pull it apart a little bit now together and also thinking about things like our spiritual DNA, healing of the spirit um, and a few other things so Wes again I, I ask this quite often with each podcast but um why were you drawn to this particular story
1: well as I've said you know in in previous podcasts these are real people so the things that they're coming with Lisa are the things that people come with including me you know and in a sense including everybody else around here you know they're they're the things that hit us in life that we have to um, to deal with and and face and I, I think the thing that really I'm, I'm encouraged by is that the bible doesn't hide or gloss over any of the the big challenges of life issues of doubt or fear or or getting lost or or you know of losing hope it, it doesn't hide from those it it puts them front and center and says this is part of the journey the disciples make. this is this is how in a sense we journey to god and with god and so nicodemus um really strikes me i, I wonder if it's because he's a leader you know and you know he's, he's got expectations on him and and the things that he's supposed to do and and everything else but also he's just a human being who's trying to navigate some reality so that's that's how i got to nicodemus
0: yeah brilliant he's a great uh person to look at, I think. And and like all interactions with Jesus, um, you just get so much out of of what you see and what you read, don't you? But um yeah. so this is found in John, the Gospel of John. Um is it in any of the other Gospels? It's not, is no, it? It's no. Just,
1: just John that gets hold of this. You know, it's really interesting.
0: So and, and that sort of leads me to the next bit then. So John obviously accounts this interaction. Um but how does he know about it how has he seen it was someone told him or well i mean that's a great question i mean it's so easy
1: to to rush over the story and get to verse 16 you know which is the big (laughs) one for for you know for god so loved the world which is absolutely true and a brilliant verse as well um but actually you, you gloss over the fact that in the room we're only told of two people who are there which is jesus and nicodemus and let's face it um nicodemus has not come with his mates because he's come in secret you know he doesn't want anybody to know about this so the only three things i can uh, either john was sitting in the corner of the room you know um the disciple that jesus loved clearly john is known in the high priest's court because that's where he gets to in the crucifixion story in the passion story um so either john was sitting in the corner you know just minding his own business um or else Nicodemus told him afterwards. Yeah. Or or maybe Jesus told him, you know. Yeah. And 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 so you just have to take this as sort of incredibly intimate, personal moment, as, as this man, bear in yeah. mind, he's like a member of parliament, you know, it's it's that sort of level of, of thing. And and he comes to find this this young Jewish rabbi, and just his heart just opens up. So I was so fascinated about the fact that it's John, um, the the disciple that Jesus loved and, and John's gospel is called the gospel of love because he mentions love so many times that it's in this context of, of love that Nicodemus comes. And, and I, you know, I'd love those details.
0: Mm, yeah. And, and you mentioned that he comes secretly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is that, do you think there's anything we can learn about, you know, coming to God in the sort of the secret, the quiet moments that we only have?
1: Yes, I, I think there's, there is, um, and, and the, the Celtic uh, monks and, and the ascetics, they had a great thing about the inner life, about the secret place with God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't sort of um, let your grandchildren play with your best china, just because you know, they fancy the pattern on it. You know, there, there are some things that you hold uh, back. And, but but I, I realized that for Nicodemus, he is risking incredibly... Um, his career, his reputation. I mean, he's putting everything on the line, a bit like Jairus has done in the story. But it's its his absolute longing for something that has, has made those things seem less significant and less important. A bit like Paul says, I counted everything else as, as as not worth it for the sake of knowing Christ. And so I guess for Nicodemus, his reputation, his career, his standing... Um, the position, the status that he has in the highest council in Israel. Um, that has been, in, in a sense, you know, laid aside a bit because there's something more important that he needs to work out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot, really. And, and it's, it's really funny every time <clears throat> you look at this story and he asks the question of, like, how can you go back into the womb? Mm. Um, and be born again, and and we we probably think, oh, you Wally, you know, at this point, we we can see that God Jesus means something different. Um, but I suppose we do that in life too, don't we? The the things we probably go to to God and Jesus and ask, um, and 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 it's as you mentioned in Acorn Christian Live, it's and actually I think in the last podcast, looking at the spiritual rather than um, you know the flesh, the human
1: yeah I mean, and of course, the wonderful thing is that that we all read this story in our in our Bibles with you know the words in red and everything else, thinking, how you could you miss this but of course, for Nicodemus, this is incredibly new mm. you know he he hasn't had born again Christians in his life because mm-hmm. there haven't been any yet um but you know this this is so new and and bear in mind that everything he has believed about how god is and how god works um has been turned upside down by this jewish rabbi by jesus and and I, and as i mentioned in the service i love the fact that he says look we know you know uh, we know that that you you've come from god because nobody could be doing what you're doing unless god was with him and that's part of their problem it's when god if you like just turns reality the other way up for us and mm. says where do you see it and 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 that's why you know jesus then embarks on the question with him about um being born again um literally being born from above or Mm -hmm. or being born from the origins as i mentioned in the in the service do
0: you think nicodemus well it must have taken him by surprise the way jesus responded to that question and led him into this whole truth
1: yeah i mean i mean john's caught a little bit of a a trick and and again it's really interesting depending on who told John about it but of course Nicodemus addresses Jesus as teacher and then he says and I don't understand and and then Jesus says but you're Israel's teacher I mean you know and, and, and there's a little bit of humor in this as well I love the fact and it gives me hope Lisa about how God regards and understands and knows me I love the fact that uh, that Jesus doesn't swat his, away his question as irrelevant.
0: Mm.
1: I think Jesus answers his question about this deep longing in his spirit that, that has been fueled by hearing and maybe watching and uh, uh, Jesus, that, um, that religion hasn't been able to satisfy the very thing in, his, in the core of his being. And of course, that's because he's looking for life. And, and, and it really is true, isn't it? I mean, even through this season, as I've been, you know, as we've received prayer requests at ACORN, and I've been listening to, to folks on the news and tell their story and whatever, there's an incredible um, fear, there's an incredible longing and for security and life. And, and I think Nicodemus experiences some of that when he says, how, how is this? You know, show me how.
0: Mm, yeah and, and i suppose all this uh leads into the, the sort of the title of spiritual dna um and uh, like do, do you feel so part of the christian healing ministry do you, do you find yourself praying for the healing of the spirit at all
1: yeah we do because i mean you know whether it's um the dis ease if you like that that sin causes uh, along with shame and guilt and they're the two big things that appear along with sin in genesis chapter 3 right from the beginning shame and guilt yeah you know and, and and dealing with those and and seeing people walk away free from the impact the holding impact of shame and guilt and 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 you know jesus will do the same he will forgive people he will he will lead people into a place of of, of faith, I there was a great um, article. I, I, somebody on the BBC, um, when they were asking about that, the tragic story of the um, the, the 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 gentleman who uh, exploded the bomb outside the hospital, and they were saying, um, somebody said, you know, it, he was surprised that you could become a Christian in five weeks, which was the length of the course that the, the man had done in the hospital. And somebody put on Twitter, I thought it was really brilliant. They said, um, five weeks, imagine what they're going to think when they find about the thief on the cross. You know, yeah, that was less. (laughs) So, yes, bringing people into that place of healing and wholeness of spirit, of heart, of relationship with God, absolutely. But alongside that, and you mentioned this phrase about spiritual DNA, finding, you know, what it means to be so completely um reordered you know to the point that you know life gets completely reset you know and and born again and of course I, i mentioned the passage in john you know where john talks about you know that we become children of god not by natural descent or um you know a human decision or husband's will but born of god um And I just love the story of Moses, you know, with the burning bush. You think, what could possibly go wrong? And and, as a disciple, my answer is plenty, but don't worry about it. (laughs) But is it interesting? Moses says to God, who are you? And God says, I am the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And it's really interesting because you have to work out that for most of his life, the God of his fathers have been the gods of Egypt. Yeah. Because that's where he grew up.
0: Yeah.
1: Pharaoh's household. And is it really interesting that in that moment, God literally um, resets Moses' uh, spiritual DNA and says, that's who you really are. And and so I think in terms of healing of the spirit, it's when we discover who we are in God, that we are born not of a natural descent, although my mom and dad were involved, you know, (laughs) that we are born not of a human decision or a husband's desire or a husband's will. But actually, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, we are born of God, something so completely reset. And that's what Nick Odemus was looking for.
0: Yeah, wow. And just thinking as you're saying that, do you you wonder whether, so if we're able, I don't know if this makes any sense, but if we um, sort of receive healing of our spiritual DNA, we start to step into our um, identity, I suppose, um in christ whether healing for other things would happen like so if you had an illness or a disease could could it bring healing
1: oh yeah yeah mm. absolutely because we are integrated human beings you know so it, i mean it's funny isn't it if if i stub my toe on the end of the bed in the middle of the night all of my body knows about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, maybe my, my wife and the household would know about <laughs> it as well. Um, you know, it's not just my toe that hurts. I, I experienced that all the way through me. And so if our spirits are at a place of dis-ease, then yeah, that, that comes out in, in in our relationships and our emotions, mm. it comes out in our well-being, and it can even come out in our bodies as well. Mm. So, mm. you know, what's inside us can have a physical expression on on our outside as well as our inside and that's i mean i I mean we all know from personal experience lisa that's the problem with sin we think when we sin we get away with it and it doesn't happen it doesn't we don't get away with it sin gets away with us and and that's the problem you know and so particularly in the west we have this idea that you know that, that that unless you unless it comes out like a boil on your face it's not a problem but of course the reality is that it's on the inside and it's doing something to us shame guilt a sense of loss um you know a a sense of hopelessness and, and and with that fear so you know very fitting in the circumstances we're in now
0: yeah and sometimes um when we pray for others here at acorn um well we we sort of have a bit of a process don't we you know but we may ask is there anything that you need to either bring to god or you need to um you know confess whatever and i suppose that's kind of what we're talking about isn't it it's you know you may have a physical thing that might be caused by a spiritual thing mm. yeah.
1: yeah yeah and actually i mean i as, as a young christian i was always taught keep short accounts with god mm. you know um and and you know the definition of spiritual maturity is the length of time it takes you to be aware of sin in your life and then confess it and get it out the way
0: Oh, right yeah
1: that's a de- that that's a measure of our spiritual maturity because mm. you know y- you might sin you might hold hang on to it for 3 weeks until you go to a meeting and then somebody says you know and you feel bad about it and you go forward and get prayed for but actually in the end as we grow close to god we feel it immediately we feel his his hand on us and his general you know as god says where's we got something we need to talk about should we clear this up now yeah and i think i think with nicodemus not necessarily about sin but i think Mm. he's opening up the depths of nicodemus's heart to the heart of god and nicodemus discovers something completely new
0: yeah amazing so for those who we're ministering with, ministering to, journeying with. How do you think we can help them almost have a similar uh, encounter with Jesus where, where they are open to the heart of God in their own lives?
1: I think for me, it, it's something I've been going on a, a bit about, but I think one of the key elements for me has been when I realized that God is always active. Mm-hmm. And he's always present. And, and the phrase that, that, you know, came to me for my own life was, was, was God said, don't tune me out. You know, and very easy to sort of get distracted and tune God out of our yeah. lives. And, and it's only when, you know, we hear him shouting or, or something that happens that we're, we're aware, aware of it. So I think we can develop that awareness. Like Nicodemus did, he is clearly aware of a need and i would say to people let your need let the, let when you become aware of a need understand that that's god's invitation to draw near to him not very to hide
0: good. yeah
1: very good okay. so i need, think that's brilliant yeah. that's that's my thing
0: yeah I, if anything we i think we you know that's just something to take away today because so often the need is usually the thing we will run from isn't it or we'll yeah. our barriers up or whatever so that's really helpful is there anything just before we come to a close that you want to share about this encounter
1: Yeah. do you know what i love about nicodemus is it's very clear that a life change takes place he is um you know on the jewish ruling council he's got it all as far as israel is concerned Mm. um he comes in secret And uh, 2,000 or so years later, we're we're talking about it in public. And uh, I'd probably say to Nicodemus, "You know, the cat's out the bag now, mate. Um, uh, You know, Jewish history knows that you sneaked out of somewhere, you know, and went to see this Jewish rabbi." But what I think is absolutely important for us is that religion won't give us what only Jesus can give us. And so my own thing is would be to say. risk everything to get to him whether it's body mind or spirit just don't let religion hold you back from reaching Jesus
0: thanks Wes cool so would you kindly pray please
1: yeah let's do that Mm. Lord we often I come Lord with questions and Lord so often I'm just saying Lord I don't know Lord, thank you that you just expect me to draw near to you so that you can open up to me the reality of the kingdom of heaven. Lord, thank you that you give us those moments of of rebirth, of being reset, so that we live in the reality that you made us. Lord, not born of natural descent or human decision or human desire but we are born of God just like Jesus and so Lord I pray for uh, us for our friends as we share together today Lord please send that heavenly life upon us cause healing to flow through us today God because we're asking and we're asking in Jesus name Amen
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Wes. um, And thank you guys for joining us. We look forward to bringing you a new episode next week. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope that you found this week's episode of Coffee Pods helpful and inspirational. If you like what you're listening to, please give us a like and share. We'll catch you soon.